This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. I'm Rachel Thomas here with the most lovely, wonderful Melanie Wise. So kind. And, and, (laughs) yes, we are continuing our conversation. This is the third week of our Enneagram series, and we have back with us our wonderful guest, Hunter Mobley. Hi, I'm so glad to be back with you all. Thanks for having me. Oh man, it's it's so good, and it's not going to stop. If you missed last week, we just want to kind of fill you in a little bit on who Hunter is. He is actually no stranger to mercy. He's champion partner. We love him dearly, but he uh, is the executive pastor at Christ Church as well, which is so cool. Just next door, so I just got to walk over across the parking lot and be with you all today. It's so fun. That was an easy commute, which is awesome. But in addition to that, we love this too. He apprenticed by the well-known Enneagram expert, Suzanne Stabile. You might... You know, know a couple random books. <laughs> if you've been around the Enneagram, you might have heard of her. Yeah, you know, The Road yeah. Back to You. No, no, she's <laughs> Co-authored the best. that. We love <laughs> she's and actually, I mean, don't tell Ian. I don't know him, but I prefer The Path Between Us. Oh. I love The Path Between Us. It's yeah, a great book. It's really so great. good. So That's good. High on my list for sure. It's I've so been good. in baby world lately, as many of our listeners Friend, know. All I've been reading about is how to get babies to sleep. So I, that's, <laughs> that's high important. on my list. Yeah, that's it is. Really important. For my life right now, it's the most important. Yes, thing to read. it actually so, yeah. <laughs> legit is. It legit is. So he is with us today. Um, he also does retreats and conferences, corporate events, and is one of the teachers, instructors at Suzanne and Joe Stabile's teaching facility in Dallas called the Micah Center. Can yes. you tell us just maybe a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yes. So, so Suzanne and Joe have a ministry called Life in the Trinity Ministry dot com. I'm saying that I'm all I'm in promo mode. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, we got so, you. We got you. So they've got a, a retreat center for that ministry called the Micah Center. It's really awesome because they do more than just enneagram work. So actually, Joe and I we teach a year long program every year that that your listeners can come be a part of in 2020. Mm. That's all about contemplative spiritual practices. Mm. Oh, I mean, so, so there's cool. just a lot of awesome. cool stuff going on there. Yeah. So you can find on their website cool stuff happening in Dallas. I love it. I love very, it. Very, cool. very well, cool. Well, and I will also note, if you are listening today and you're like, oh, the Enneagram, I don't do the Enneagram. <laughs> I don't know anything about stay the Enneagram, so yes. I can't. Yes. Please stay with us. But also, the first week of this series, um, we had another Enneagram expert with us, Beth McCord, and she laid the foundation for this conversation. She broke down all of the numbers, gave us, I mean, as much as you can do in one podcast to give you an overview of the Enneagram. So if you're just like, I don't want to listen to this because I don't know the Enneagram, just go back, listen a couple weeks ago, and then come back and join us in this conversation. It'll just give you some good foundational information. So today, well, actually in this whole series, we are focusing on how the Enneagram can help us have healthier relationships. So we're kind of focusing on a different thing each week. And this week we are talking about dun, 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 Mm -hmm. conflict in relationships. It um, drains me. I know. (laughs) As a two, I'm like, oh no, it just sucks all my energy. I am a strong wing nine uh, and so peacemaker conflict makes me sweat just talking about it so but all the more reason why we need really good tools um, for how to navigate it and so that's kind of what we're jumping into um, today and so 
Just kind of as a, a broad statement, Hunter, how does the Enneagram play into navigating conflict well in our relationships and and how maybe as just some general rules, can we navigate yeah. it better? Wow. <laughs> <a> great, <laughs> great, great prompt. Yes. Gosh. So conflict is such an important topic, right? And just how to have and deal with conflict in healthy ways that lead toward resolution and better relationships. So I think the first thing we start with is just pointing out to everybody, especially those of us on the Enneagram who are conflict averse, which is actually more of the Enneagram numbers than not. Hmm. There are a few numbers, and we'll talk about those today, that are not conflict averse. Uh Most of them are. And so for those of us who are, it's just important to know the absence of conflict is not the presence of peace, right? And so conflict is is actually (laughs) required to push relationships forward, bring lasting mm-hmm. peace, you know, really get to the good stuff mm-hmm. of life. So it's always a challenge for particularly twos and nines and some other numbers that are the most conflict averse to remember that conflict is actually required sometimes to have healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we kind of start there. Yeah. That's good. That's really, really good. Yes, yes. I just need to keep telling myself that. (laughs) I know, it's tough. And you know what? The thing with Enneagram is there are some numbers, and this is just a good thing for all of us to know. You know, if if you're not conflict averse or if you are conflict averse, it's important to know that there are people in the world that aren't like you. So, Mm -hmm. um, for example... Threes and eights are two of the numbers that really, you know, conflict doesn't spook them. Mm -hmm. Conflict doesn't scare them. Actually, conflict says, if you're willing to have a conflict with me, that means you're in the game with Mm, me. That means you care. That means you are bringing your energy to match my energy and actually... Threes and eights don't feel like conflict is necessarily threatening to relationships. Nines and twos, on the other hand, are the most (laughs) on the page of feeling like, if I have conflict, this relationship may go away. Yeah. Which is not true. true. Right. I mean, not true, but but that is how I feel. It feels like that, right? I I feel like that every day. So, um, you know, we can kind of just start by knowing that some of the Enneagram numbers, conflict feels really, really threatening. Yeah. Other numbers, conflict feels energizing. Mm -hmm. Eights actually get energy from conflict. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have heard. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all got some eights around here. We do. Actually, for anyone who's a Mercy Talk listener, you know Brooke Mm Heels very well. And um, she is an eight. And so we just, it would be really probably very comical to have her here um, to in this conversation. But yeah, she's talked about that before. Yeah. Um, it's just so, it's just so interesting because as someone who has so much fear around conflict, right. I just Absolutely. can't even have my mind around a world where someone will be like, yes, I, I know. let's do yes. this. I have, to, I have I to do a lot of work to wrap my mind yes. around that world too. Yes, yeah. yes. No, that's so good. And I love what you've kind of been saying, uh, at least what we you mentioned last podcast about starting with yourself, starting with yourself, which comes back to that self-awareness piece. So in that same line of thinking with that self-awareness, what are some of the ways that the Enneagram gives us tools when we experience conflict to really stay, you know, not only in tune with ourselves, but maybe like level-headed? Yeah, absolutely. You have some examples for us? Yeah, so so let me just start with, you know, we'll start with ourselves, you know, because some a lot of the conflict we experience is just interior conflict, Mm. right? It's just kind of stuff that stirs up in us, steals our peace, uh, feels like... It's, it's kind of zapping our energy. And so one of the things that Enneagram wisdom tells us is that we are all, based on our Enneagram type, dominant and repressed in thinking, feeling, or doing. Now, oh. just stay with me for a minute. This is kind of a 2.0 thing. I've learned about okay, all so of this. Okay, so here's the deal. Let me just go Keep real going. quickly and say, <laughs> ones, twos, and sixes, 
you are repressed in thinking. Okay. And that seems weird, but what that means is <laughs> you are actually thinking about relationships and thinking about stuff that's, that's not always productive thinking all the time. Mm. <laughs> Three sevens and eights are that's repressed funny. in feeling and uh-huh. fours, fives and nines are repressed in doing. Oh, so the first thing that we sometimes do in the face of conflict for ourselves to be healthy is focus on bringing up what's repressed. If you're a one, two, or a six, Mm -hmm. you need to think before you respond, before you take action, before you get totally, totally flustered. Just bring some thinking. Ask yourself some good Hmm, questions. If you're a four, five, or a nine, and there's conflict brewing, it's time to take some action. Hmm, It's time to bring up doing. If you're a three, seven, or eight, and conflict is brewing, you need to actually stop and think about the other person's feelings. Stop and think about your feelings. Stop and just attend to feelings. So that thinking, feeling, doing work is some really good practical stuff for each number. Okay. We I'm just like, need to stop. Just like, yeah, let's just some notes we need to on that. <laughs> dive into that all the more. Yes, That's yes. Super can we helpful. can we do that for just a second? So I know, and this is probably getting maybe a little too detailed for this podcast because I know there's ways you can do like the triads and all of that. But how can you maybe break down a little bit of how that's grouped together, the ones, twos, and six? And why is that the four, five, and nine? Absolutely. Uh So ones, twos, and sixes are dependent numbers. This just means that ones, twos, and sixes know themselves through community and relationships Mm -hmm. and and are looking for feedback from other people. They're moving toward relationship. Fours, fives, and nines are withdrawing numbers, which just means they have rich, deep, and interior lives and are kind of moving away out of relationship into the inner world. It feels like to fours, fives, and nines that the inner world is the real world. Hmm. And then for Mm -hmm. threes, sevens, and eights, they're aggressive numbers. Mm -hmm. And so that just means they've got independent point of views. They're moving against and independent from other people. They are charging forward to their own goals. They feel like they can make their own way in the world. And so that's what, that's just a little bit about that kind of dependent withdrawing aggressive. All those are bad words. So everybody kind of gets beat up on. So, you know, none of those (laughs) are worse than the other. Nobody wants to raise their hand for, you know, am I dependent withdrawing or aggressive? But that's just another way to bring some Enneagram wisdom and compassion building to conflict is knowing there are, there are three numbers, ones, twos, and sixes that are moving toward other people. There are three numbers, four, fives, and nines that are moving away from other people. And there are three numbers, three, sevens, and eights that are moving independently. They're moving kind of on their own. They're oriented to their own kind of action and agendas. That's really good. Uh, (laughs) Making so many things coming together right now, but this is actually making me think, and this is is on this topic, but it's an aside. I just think these kind of things are helpful for people to hear on how the Enneagram can really, really benefit your life. Um, when you were talking about ones and twos being dependent, right. um, I'm, I'm remembering that, uh, my husband and I were going to a life coach for a while mm-hmm. who was, who was very well versed in the Enneagram and used the Enneagram in a lot of his work. And he told us, cause we were just, you know, we were just dealing with marriage stuff yeah. and he looked at us and he said, okay, now wait a minute. Y'all are okay. You're a one and a two. He said, okay, well then actually you guys are like the quintessential, um, like you are going to be very prone to be codependent Absolutely. and have a codependent Absolutely. relationship. I never knew anything you, you about what you just shared. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that makes sense now mm-hmm. the, the dependent piece of the ones and twos. And so I say, I say that as almost more of just kind of like a, like a plug for anyone out there who is married, mm-hmm. like to this, I mean, 
that for us was monumental yes. because it meant, okay, so we might be struggling with a little codependency, but it almost took the sting out of it. It right. almost took the like, we are so messed up out right. of it, you know? It, yeah. Because if we have some language yes. for it, it just can kind of disarm it a little yeah. bit. If we yes. can just, if we can just figure out how to kind of say it yeah. and name it and, and, and kind of, you know, just give some almost humor to yeah. it, yeah. then it just doesn't feel so big or yeah. so scary. That's Absolutely. Yeah. That's really, really good. Can you maybe also give us, uh, so I'm all into like the specific examples with specific yeah. numbers. That was helpful. <laughs> the examples so are helpful. helpful. Yeah. So you're talking about the numbers that retreat more from conflict and then the ones that maybe get a little fired up. Right. Energized. Energized. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. the word. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways, maybe looking at both sides, you've got the numbers that need to work on how to have healthy conflict, where would you tell them to start? And then the reverse, the numbers that need to uh, maybe work on, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know yeah. what you're little, trying little, to even when I say this. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, so I, that's, that's a great question. And so for the numbers that are more conflict averse, which really are ones, two, sixes, four, fives, and nines. I mean, generally, you know, that's very painting with a big broad brush, but generally kind of all, all six of those numbers are pretty conflict averse. And so it's important for those numbers to really intuit what we started with, to just know that the absence of conflict does not mean the presence of peace. Mm. The conflict does not have to mean that the relationship is threatened or that the relationship mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. going to go away. And, and to know that Conflict is required mm-hmm. to to head toward transformation and healthy relationships. Everybody that's in a long term relationship knows mm. that the conflict that you've had has only made you stronger. Mm-hmm. It's not actually weakened the relationship. Right. You know, yeah. when when you avoided the conflict, Absolutely. that was the problem. Yes. And so, but for the numbers that are 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 sometimes energized by conflict, which can be threes, sevens, and eights, particularly threes and eights, it's important for those three numbers to know that you have got to pay attention to tender feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, Three, sevens, and eights are kind of staying in the top half of the emotional spectrum and kind of paying more attention to kind of the heightened feelings and passion and intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it feels like for three sims and eights, like if it wasn't intense, it wasn't intimate. Oh, and wow. and it's just important to know if you're a three, seven or eight, that, that lots of people that you're in relationship with, um, intensity and that kind of strength in in conflict is really threatening mm-hmm. and and it's and it, and it doesn't help them to bring their whole self to the table yeah. and so three sevens and eights have just got to bring up feeling and particularly the tender softer feelings they've got to kind of so almost good. practice those yeah that's so good um, you got to just practice yeah. paying attention to and attending to the tender softer feelings in yourself and in the people that you love mm-hmm. absolutely I was 25 when I was applying for Mercy, and I remember my mom saying, Heather, you've done six months 50 times already. What's another six months? And I went, huh, you're right. <laughs> like, I've already done six months 50 times. I can do another six months or eight months, whatever that looks like. And I will never, I will never have that dedicated time again. And so taking as much time as I needed and having, I think, giving myself the permission to take time for myself, to get it all out on the table, to get through everything I needed to get through, knowing that this is my, this is my opportunity to do that. Please visit mercymultiplied.com today for more information. And remember, there is no problem too big or too small for God. The other piece that 
I think has been really helpful. I know for me personally, when it comes to conflict, is just knowing that every number has their buttons. Absolutely. And um, the awareness piece of like, this is my, yeah. this is my button yeah. and this is this person's. And just to be able to be aware of how to approach things. We kind of hit on this a little bit, I think, at our uh, show last week, but just of, of knowing and being aware of what yours are, but also as you get to know other people and if, if other people know what number they are right, to be aware of right. that in relationship with them, like I've got to know that if I have conflict with this person, like I've got to be very, um, it doesn't mean that you skirt around things or skirt around the issue, but that you're just very aware in your communication with them. Right. What could really just right. set mm-hmm. it off. And that, that's so good, Melanie, because knowing to people's wounds, knowing people's motivations, it helps you to know you know, where you kind of got to tread lightly. Like for example, with ones, as you know, as a one, ones are really trying to do things well and right. Mm -hmm. So when you are poking at a one or pushing on a a one and it's in the area of acting like they didn't do something well or right, Mm -hmm. man, you are really going to the, to the quick, (laughs) you know, you're really going to the core. And so if if that's where you've got to provide some feedback, if that's where you've got to have some conflict around and you're dealing with the one, you got to really kind of Mm -hmm. walk them toward that in a safe way. If you're dealing with the two Mm -hmm. and what you need to have conflict around is doing relationships, twos feel like they do those really well. Mm -hmm. That's at the core of their identity. Twos feel like if there's anything they're good at, it's relationships. And so if you're kind of pushing on them a little bit and yeah. in, in, in trying to act like, you know, with threes, it's about achievement and success mm-hmm. yep. with fours. It's about their uniqueness, their, their sense of authenticity, their, their personal identity mm-hmm. with fives. It's about their research and their knowledge and mm-hmm. their competency. If you're pushing on a five and trying to act like they're incompetent in some way, and you need to have conflict around that, that's going to be really challenging. Yeah. You've got to wrap that in a box and yeah. really walk them safely toward that and know that you're a safe person to do that for yeah. sixes. It's about it's about all of their questions and, and it's about their fear. And for sevens, mm. you know, it's about limiting their independence. You know, mm. it's about them feeling boxed in. For eights, it's yes, it about is. them feeling like that they can be betrayed <laughs> yeah, or shouldn't yes. be vulnerable. Yeah. And for nines, it's about their peacemaking. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, so you just got to know what are the core things yeah. for each number. So and if good. what we're having conflict about goes to the core of that person's identity, then we got to, you know, just kind of tread lightly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and know that that's going to be a really sensitive place. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. That's so good because, and Mel has already mentioned this before, like the incredible tool that it's been in marriage. I mean, really for any relationship, Mm -hmm. but I, when you were talking about the conflict piece a second ago, uh, you were like, if you've been in a relationship for a long time, you know that your conflicts make you stronger, not weaker. But I remember (laughs) in the beginning of my journey, well, honestly, truly before I discovered the Enneagram, a particular relationship I was in for a very long time before I met my husband. And I remember this just proved the unhealth of my two, that I, I prided myself in us not having any conflict. Like we are so strong. We never fight. I think a lot of twos, (laughs) I think a lot of twos wrestle with that. Oh my gosh. Yes. And then I got married. My husband's a seven. We Definitely. Yeah. And we had some <laughs> some very intense fights. And yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're like, you know, this is just, you know, all of the, like, this is breaking. Like, this isn't yeah. working. And then. And meanwhile, he's like, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. That was intense. Yeah. He's in it, exactly. <laughs> fill him up actually yeah. a little bit, but it drained you. It drained, yeah. Yes, exactly. So just, I think being, again, back to that word, being aware, but recognizing, oh wait, this isn't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's helped me grow in other ways because now. 
Whereas before I would see a conflict, even in a friendship and be mm-hmm. like, oh man, we had a fight. It's over. It's over. Right. Like they're not my best friend anymore. Or, mm-hmm. you know, or like they, yeah. but coming to terms with actually, you're right. There's no way to get through life in a healthy way without mm-hmm. walking through that stuff. Right. There's just not. Yeah. And coming to peace with that. Yeah. Yes. Still learning how to do that. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just, I, I just think it's so important. We're talking a lot about self-awareness, self-awareness, and it is a huge gift to you, but it is a massive gift to other people. Absolutely. For me to be self-aware, I am a better oh my friend, a better coworker, yes. a better wife. If we can give, you know, people always want to ask me to in relationships, you know, what numbers pair well, what numbers don't pair well. <laughs> yeah. And the answer always, which, which frustrates That's people, it's not funny. the answer they want is, you know what? A healthy, self-aware version of every number pairs really well with a healthy, (laughs) healthy, self-aware version of any other number. Absolutely. That makes total sense. And even with what we were just talking about, it is important to know, you know, if I'm in conflict with someone of this number, to know their thing. But I have got to know my own. Right. Because when someone hits on mine... I, if I can be self-aware and take a second to breathe and be like, Melanie, you know, what's rising up in you right Mm -hmm. now, you know, that thing and they're hitting on that thing. Um, and so it's just, it's huge for you to know your own, um, as well as other people's. And so I think just as we kind of wrap up, which again, once again, I think we could talk on this for forever, but, (laughs) um, as we wrap up this specific show kind of on conflict, um, when it comes to just like compromise and, and resolution of conflict. Are there any practical ways? So we, again, we really are, that is like our favorite word around here is practical ways <laughs> that we can work through conflict to a place of, of resolution um, with the people that we disagree with. Like how does the Enneagram help us in that journey to getting to that place of, of healing or resolution or compromise or whatever it is that you're moving towards in that conflict? Absolutely. So you really got to know who is, you got to know a little bit about each of the nine types because mm-hmm. that answer is, is really specific to every mm-hmm. certain number. You got to know if it's a one, you cannot have conflict in public. You cannot oh, have wow. conflict after Oof, the end of a true. long day. You can't have conflict in any way that's going to be embarrassing or shameful. I shaming. did not know that. If you're dealing with a <laughs> no, two. I'm like, why would you <laughs> yeah, do that? Right. Anyway, I'm like, oh, okay, and that's if, if me, I guess. If you're, oh. if you're dealing with a two, you got to know before you have the conflict and you're dealing with a two, you got to say, hey, we got to talk about some 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 hard stuff, mm-hmm. but I need you to know that I'm here with you and I'm not going anywhere. Oh, that's mm. good, yeah. And if you're dealing with a three and you need to have conflict, you need to realize that threes, if they feel like they're unsuccessful, they're ashamed. Mm-hmm. And so you got to really kind of help them break down shame in the in the mm-hmm. face of conflict. If you're dealing with a four, you got to know, you know, fours can feel the high highs and the low lows. So that's okay. So you got to know that the four in conflict, they're going to feel the high high. They're going to feel the low low. Let them go through that. That's Mm -hmm. fine. That's Mm -hmm. okay. If you're dealing with a five, you got to kind of schedule the conversation about conflict. You know, don't just, don't just drop it on them. You got to kind of almost negotiate Mm -hmm. when a good time would be to have that. What's a good context to have that in. Mm -hmm. If you're a six, it's kind of similar to a two. You got to know, you got to help them know you're not going away. They're not going to be left alone. Mm -hmm. If it's a seven, sevens are so independent that sometimes they're ready to walk away in the face of conflict. It's actually, and so you got to just help them to kind of stay with you and, and, and bring, let it, let it, there have some light moments and some humor. If you're dealing with an eight, 
go in, be honest. Don't hide the facts from uh, an eight. Don't hide the ball. Go uh-huh. straight in because if you hide the ball, you're untrustworthy to an eight. Oh, and finally with nines, if you are, <laughs> yeah. if you've got to have conflict with this nines, you got to know that's really, really hard for them. Mm-hmm. And you have to do that in a really safe environment, mm-hmm. a really safe space. And you got to kind of have it over a long period of time mm-hmm. and, and stay with them so that they can know that they're still going to be peace. Everything's okay. Yes. Uh, like so light bulb moment. So when you were talking, I mean, this is so helpful when you go it through is, each of the numbers. Yes. It's like, boom, yes, yes. And I mental picture popped in my head of the seven because my husband is a seven, yeah. so, which I already mentioned. But he, when, especially when we first really figure we're figuring out how to fight and argue and all of that stuff he would walk away and i would be like i'm not done yet Uh and i would feel like he was leaving me Uh and so as a two i want to resolve that like you know for probably my own um internal fears but i would think in my mind well we've got to fix this right now or like we're deteriorating so then i would chase after him and then it would you know, he would feel right. suffocated. Sevens don't want to feel trapped. Mm. And yeah. he would just, mm. and so what's really helped, and mm. I don't do it perfectly, but to help is to know it's okay if I don't run after him right now. Yeah. 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 It's okay if I let him yeah. walk away. Yeah. And, and think about it and cool down or we could, whatever. Yes. That doesn't mean that we're over. Right. Yeah. You know? such good Is wisdom. that not the perfect example of how... Yeah. Even just an action, an action of walking away means yes. two completely different yes. things to two completely different yes. people. Yes. You see it as like, he's leaving me and he's like, I'm trapped. I need to yes. walk away for a yes. minute. And yes. it doesn't mean I'm yeah. leaving yeah. you. Just, no. I just, I think that could play out in every, I mean, in every number and every right. relationship that, and this was very, very helpful in the marriage class that we did of just like not assuming that not Mm -hmm. just the words that come out of someone's mouth, but even their actions in the middle of conflict don't mean what you think they mean most of the time. And so being able to unpack that, especially in those close relationships that you're in and learning, especially with spouses, like this is what it means when I do this. Oh, you think it means this? No, no. You know? Yeah. And so to be able to really work through that stuff is huge. It's huge in navigating that with people that you're close with and do life with closely, you know? So, Man, okay, well, Hunter, is there fun. anything else relating to conflict that you're like, I can't, we've got to say this before we're done? <laughs> this or? is so good. It's no, I, okay. you know, I just want to go back to where we started and just remind the six numbers that are particularly conflict averse that conflict is good, man, I'm in it with you. It's good. It helps us <laughs> keep <laughs> going, keep going. Together. Yeah, that's, that's, so that's definitely good. Okay. Well, we want to make sure before we sign off of all of these shows, if people are like, Hunter's awesome. I want to follow him. I want to, you know, see yes. what he's doing. Yeah, I think you. you even have some events coming up Absolutely. in Nashville. I do. So. I, I have enneagramhunter.com. So mm-hmm. I've got stuff on my website about events coming up. Also, I've got a Facebook page and an Instagram page where I advertise all that. So come join me. Come, come, come see me. I'd love to have an Enneagram conversation with you. Enneagramhunter.com. Awesome. awesome. Well, I'm kind of sad to say that next week is going to be our our final <laughs> show in this series, but um, we hope that you will come back and join us next week. Um, we are going to be talking on... <laughs> Self-awareness. We're wrapping this all up. I mean, we've basically been covering that a lot over these last couple of weeks, but really focusing in on the topic of self-awareness next week. So we hope that you will join us then. Thanks so much. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. 
If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com. Mm-hmm.